Here we go. Sit down, buckle up, and let's go racing. For ESPN New Hampshire Radio, I'm Bob Bartis, and this is your NASCAR report. Engine is fired on this ESPN New Hampshire-sponsored car. We are going to take you through my four gears of racing. First gear will give you a recap of what transpired back in the desert at Phoenix International Raceway. Second gear will be any breaking news for NASCAR this week. Third gear will get you up to speed on the Xfinity and the truck race, leaving Phoenix and getting ready for Homestead. And finally, we're going to take you into fourth gear and give you all the news and the preview that you need for championship weekend in Homestead, Miami, Florida. Clutch shift first gear. We are at Phoenix International Raceway. This is race three of the three-rounder. We are at a one-mile. It's Rattlesnake Hill. It's desert racing. It's the House of Harvick. There's no guarantees who's going to win this. All week long, the media talked about Harvick's domination in the desert, winning five of the last six races there. But we're going to look at this one-mile kidney-shaped track. The back stretch is angled. It has a dog leg. The cars are going to drop down 10 feet down below the painted line, cut across the apron, try to bounce back up into third gear, into third turn bottleneck and then become ready for exiting turn four for the front straightaway defending fall champ is dale earnhardt jr in that rain shortened race he's not in it alex bowman is in it where's alex bowman he's on the pole can you believe this the number 88 arizona native 23 year old puts this car on the pole for the valley of the sun we're not talking harvick we're talking hendrick motorsports for the weekend We're going to go 312 laps. Six drivers are competing for the last two spots. Pit road speed, 45 miles an hour. Fuel window, 85 to 90 laps. Outside pole is going to be Kyle Larson in the Chip Ganassi 42 Target Chevrolet in the third position. Hendrick Motorsports, Chase Elliott outside. First Ford of the day is Ford Penske Racing number 22, Joey Logano. He's the only chase driver without a win ever at Phoenix. Kevin Harvick is starting in the sixth position. Remember, he's got five of the last six wins at Phoenix and six out of the last eight races. He leads the field with eight wins overall. He's driving the same car he won Phoenix in the spring. He's driving the same car that he won at New Hampshire in September. Whoa, heads up, Martin Truex Jr. starting P40, 4-0, last car on the field. He failed to pass inspection before qualifying. We are going green flag racing. First caution comes out, lap one. These cars don't even make it into turn three, into turn four. The 42 of Larson collects with the 22 of Logano. There's no wall contact for either one of them. Both are able to drive away with minor sheet metal damage, but this is how intense these drivers are taking this elimination round. Lap one, we got a caution. Shortly thereafter, we saw Martin Truex Jr. penalized for passing the pace car coming onto pit row. That was a controversy. A little while later, Jimmy Johnson gets the same penalty, passing the pace car. As the pace car goes down the front straightaway, the drivers peel off. They're getting ready to hit the commitment line to start pit row and monitor their miles per hour speed that's going to be enforced by NASCAR at 45 miles an hour. Jimmy Johnson accelerates to that pit row entry line, technically passing the pace car, and he is penalized for it. NASCAR comes out earlier or later in the week and discusses that they, they, the drivers, were warned during pre-race 
uh, meeting and that this is only the second time this year that drivers have been penalized for passing the pace car. Uh, Jimmy Johnson's defense is that he commented that this was a natural progression for the car to go ahead of the pace car, the way the curvature of the track works. Uh, NASCAR officials came out and said, no dice. Uh, that appeal uh, or uh, argument is falling on deaf ears. He passed the car. He ends up coming out late. We're going to fast forward towards the end of the race. We now have 55 laps to go. And as you've heard on this podcast and this broadcast all year long, you have a crew chief conundrum. What do you do? Do you stay out and maintain your position on older tires in a fuel uh, gamble? Or do you come in and take tires give up your position on the track but you will be faster coming out with new tires and will you have enough time to come back through the field the 41 of kurt bush in the monster energy chevrolet owned by Stuart haas and the 11 fedex car of joe gibbs racing piloted by denny hamlin they are in the long shot position they are struggling through the day they are unlikely to advance into the championship round they elect to stay out matt kenseth in the 20th dollar general Toyota of Joe Gibbs comes in he takes two tires so he's going to lead coming off of pit row but again he's going to be behind teammate Denny Hamlin and rival for the 41 for Kurt Busch the green flag comes back out and these guys cannot hold the lead through one lap we learned real quick that new tires were much better than the old tires so Denny Hamlin and Kurt Busch end up giving up the lead Kenseth comes in and takes it Kurt Busch hangs around for a little while and as it progresses all top five are chase contenders Kevin Harvick has put extra tape on that grill he has been chasing that car he did not start out good notwithstanding his p6 starting position that car never came to life once once it was switched from qualifying trim into race trim he struggled deep in the field all day that was absolutely unusual for him as you know in the past he's led over 200 laps of this 300 lap race again the majority of the time that was the talk he tapes up the grill to look to improve aerodynamic performance however he is resulting in overheating the car and his only chance is to try to get it to victory lane overheating or blow it up because if he tries to limp it home there is no chance he is going to advance 40 to go we have the 88 battling for the first win this is now the first time that Alex Bowman is going to have an opportunity to contend for a win. Remember, he is out of a job in 400 laps. Once we go to Miami Homestead, his contract is not renewed for Hendrick Motorsports. Dale Jr. is expected to be back in that 88, and Alex Bowman does not have a ride for 2017, so he is using the Phoenix race and upcoming week at Homestead as a resume builder, and he got all the media attention that he needed running this car from the pole and and remaining up front right behind him we have a battle for third between the bush brothers kurt and kyle kurt's on the old tires kyle's on four new tires they're duking it out in third place position and shortly thereafter what do we have now we have the 20 and the 22 the toyota of joe gibbs matt kenseth versus the 22 
Ford Penske of Joey Logano. Remember, this is the first time that they are now battling at the scene of the crime. Well, it was the scene of the crime was Kansas last year. But remember, they took each other out in 2015. Their feud has not been reignited. And the question was, was the heat of the desert going to heat up these guys to contend for the win? They are running first and second. With 20 to go, your top five, Matt Kenseth, Joey Logano, Kurt, uh, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman hanging around, and here comes the number four of Jimmy Johnson, or Jimmy John's uh, sponsored car of Kevin Harvick. All of a sudden, with ninety, with the number 95, we are at lap 311 of 312. The 95 of Michael McDowell is in trouble. His Chevrolet blows a tire. He goes into the wall. We got 19 cars on the lead lap, and we are going to overtime. The 41 and the 11 of Bush and Hamlin have to pit. They have to pick up two tires. They Their fuel strategy gamble is going to fail given the extra laps of overtime. So now we have Logano and Kyle Bush tied in points, and Logano has the tiebreaker given the finish. Matt Kenseth is out front. He's gonna. St- he chooses the outside line. Alex Bowman chooses inside. Right behind him is Kyle Busch, and going outside again. Are we gonna rekindle this feud between the twenty and the twenty-two? Well, we go into turn one. The eighteen tries to get beneath to block the 88 the 88 throws the block matt kenseth spotter clears him he is not clear the 20 car comes down makes contact with the 88 kenseth goes up into the wall everybody else is allowed to continue caution comes out matt kenseth championship hopes are gone we now going to have the second restart in overtime. The 22 takes the outside. Kyle Busch is on the inside. The four is behind him. And here is Kyle Larson looking to play spoiler in that 42 target car of Chip Ganassi. Well, we take the green flag. The 42 of Kyle Larson dive bombs into turn one. He's battling the four and the 18. That clears the 22, and it's clear sailing for Joey Logano into victory lane. That is his third win of the season, second chase win for 2016, and his seventh chase career win overall. This is the second time he has advanced to the finals where he finished second place to, or third place to, uh, Kevin Harvick back in 2014. Joey Logano led 55 or 58 laps. Kyle Busch now in second is going to advance. Larson, your spoiler, is in third. Harvick finishes in fourth but is eliminated from the final chase round. Kurt Busch finishes in fifth. Alex Bowman now going from the pole finishes in sixth place position and he led 194 of 312 laps one more time he led 194 of 312 laps i don't know how you build a resume any better than that than keeping that nationwide 88 chevrolet out front getting the attention that he deserves where is he going to go for 2017 well we got a couple couple of speculative uh choices one If Junior does not come back, he's going to stay with Hendrick. Casey Kane has signed a contract extension, but it's not the first time that contracts have been broken. And we're going to look for expansion in other teams. Is Greg Biffle leaving Roush Fenway to join A.J. Allmendinger's team? That would open up a car for Roush Fenway to put Alex Bowman in. 
And there's always, uh, during the silly season for the month of December and January, teams are going to make adjustments. We're going to see who is renewed, who is not, and that may open up a spot for Alex Bowman. All right, back to your top ten. Denny Hamlin finished 7th. Rookie Ryan Blaney in 8th. Chase Elliott, your rookie, finished in ninth, And good showing for Paul Menard in 10th. Your other notables on the finish, Brad Keselowski in 14th. Tony Stewart in 15th. Cousin Carl Edwards, 19s are wild. His 19th car finished 19th. And Matt Kenseth finished 21st. Deeper in the field, Jimmy Johnson in the 48th finished in 38th. Austin Dillon, who we thought was going to be a factor battling with Kevin Harvick to see if he was going to get payback for the big spin out the prior week. Uh, that was a no show, no problem type race. And Austin Dillon finished 39th. And Truex started 40th, finished 40th. He went nowhere. So your final four for points Jimmy Johnson advancing, cousin Carl Edwards, Joey Logano. All with those wins now advance to the final four. And the remaining position by points goes to Kyle Busch in the Joe Gibbs M&M's Toyota with plus six points. So all three manufacturers will be represented, Toyota, Chevy, and uh, Toyota. And who is now out? Both Joe Gibbs racing Toyotas of Denny Hamlin and Matt Kenseth are out by 6 and 19 points respectively. And both Stuart Haas Chevrolets of Kevin Harvick and Kurt Busch are eliminated by 20 points and 37 points. So the storylines for this coming week will be Jimmy Johnson seeking his 7th championship. Kyle Busch looking to defend the championship from 2015 and the 19 and 22 of cousin Carl Edwards and Joey Logano seeking their first championship. Is there going to be a contention between the 19 and the 18? Well, remember back in April, 2016, Richmond 18 and 19, the teammates are battling for the win and the 19 ends up moving Kyle Busch out of the way. Edwards takes the win Post-race conference, Kyle Busch says, uh, when questioned on how he's going to race his teammate, he said, well, the 19 took me out, and the 19 is owed one. So Kyle Busch, right out of the gate before we leave Phoenix, already saying that we may see some payback coming at Miami Homestead, Florida. Clutch shift second gear. Wait a minute. We missed a shift. We're skipping second gear on purpose. There's enough news that we're going to talk about it in fourth gear. We're going clutch shift right to third gear. The trucks are racing at Phoenix Friday night under the lights. This was a triple header elimination weekend. Trucks on Friday, Xfinity Saturday, Cup on Sunday. We have five drivers fighting for three spots, looking to advance in the chase in Homestead. This is race six of the chase. We are going to run 150 laps, 32 drivers in there. There's no spoilers for the cup, but we got one guy, Suarez, in there that's also going to look to play spoiler. The competition clock is going to be active on this. Matt Crafton was winless at Phoenix, and he's starting in the 10th position. The only rookie... To win a championship ever in the truck series was 2015 with Eric Jones. We got two rookies tonight with William Byron and William Bell looking to advance into the championship round in Homestead. Michael Waltrip at the pre-race 
characterize this track best. Accidents are going to happen early and often. And that's exactly what we are going to see when last year Matt Crafton and Sauter took a crash wreck-filled turn four down the front straightaway as they were trying to take the checkers. Well, let's get you ready for this race. We have a new track record. How many times? Three. All three qualifying rounds. William Byron in the Kyle Busch Motorsports truck broke the track record. He's on the pole. Remember, he won from the pole back at New Hampshire in September. His teammate, Daniel Suarez, is starting outside pole in the P2 position. Uncle Riku Abreu is starting in P3. Johnny Sauter in fourth. And the other Kyle Busch Motorsports teammate, Christopher Bell, in fifth. And John Hunter Nemechek is outside of him. Interesting note for Christopher Bell in that Kyle Busch Motorsports truck. He's never raced a truck at Phoenix, and now he needs to have a solid finish to look to take it to the championship round. All right, just like we saw, but this again, this race Friday in the trucks was before uh, Sunday, but what we saw Sunday was a wreck in and a caution in the first lap. That's exactly what we saw in the truck race, where you have a caution Lap one, turn one, when the number 22 of Matt Snyder, debuting in the truck series, driving that Louisiana hot sauce truck, he goes around. He's not so hot in the hot sun of Phoenix in turn one, but that was not his fault. That was a three-wide battle with a number of rookies, and he just got caught up in it. He's able to bounce back. Second caution comes out when the number 23 Chevy of Spencer Gallagher blows the left rear tire. He does a solo spin at 150 miles an hour. He looped it around so far that the left side, driver's side, pancakes on the outside wall going down the dog leg on that back straightaway or the back stretch. Shortly thereafter, the in-car camera or the in-truck camera of Timothy Peters in that red horse Toyota, he shows him he's shutting off the engine. He's starting a fuel strategy campaign on lap 15 lap 15 we gotta go 150 laps this guy is already trying to figure out that he's going to extend and try to do a fuel strategy right from the get-go to try to advance because he's in contention for going for championship we saw the third caution come out at lap 22 again this seemed to be a parade for the first 20 minutes of the race because it was caution after caution after caution the 22 of noah gragdon collects the number two and brings out the caution when they went three wide with Matt Tift. It was a synchronized or very deja vu-like spin that we saw with Matt Snyder in that hot sauce truck just a few laps ago. So the 18 of Noah Gragdon rookie collects the number two of Austin Sendrick. Who's Austin Sendrick? He's the 18-year-old North Carolina native. He just got signed to Brad Keselowski Racing. He is now making his sixth career start in the number two Ford. No Ford has won since 2001 when rookie, remember this name, Greg Biffle? Yeah, he's driving for Roush Fenway. As I tell you each and every week, the names that you're hearing in the truck series in the Xfinity today, this weekend, are going to be the names in the Cup Series soon enough. Greg Biffle was the last Ford to win uh, here at Phoenix in 2001. John West Townsley remains out of the truck uh 
still nursing that ankle injury. So let's get back. Austin Sendrick signed with Brad Kazalowski Racing. We told you in Second Gear News in the last broadcast, Tyler Reddick and Daniel Hemrick are both out for Brad Kazalowski Racing next year. Hemrick is getting advanced into the Xfinity round and will be driving Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. Tyler Reddick has not announced where he's going. The question is, will he get picked up by Joe Gibbs Racing, by Hendrick? He can't get picked up by Junior Motorsports. That team already has four drivers. We told you about that last week when Michael Annette is now going back from the Cup Series to the Xfinity to join Sadler and Allgaier uh, as teammates. And that will fill Junior Motorsports' four-car allotment in Xfinity. So right now, the breaking news that we have for you is Austin Sendrick, 18-year-old North Carolina native, signed with Brad Kazalowski Racing, will be driving that number two Ford. The Still a question on the sponsorship and still a question on who his teammates will be. All right, back to the race. We got another caution. Fourth caution in 26 laps. Tommy Joe Martins, another rookie. He loops the number 44 around. Fast forward to the halfway. You have William Byron is leading in that Kyle Busch Motorsports Toyota. Right behind him, Tyler Reddick and the Brad Keselowski Ford and teammates with Byron Christopher Bell, the kid who's never raced a truck at Phoenix. He's holding tough in third position at the halfway mark. Six caution comes out when Uncle Riku Abreu loops that around and he collects the number 24 of Kaz Gralia. Who's Gralia? He's the 17-year-old Massachusetts driver who's getting a ride in Gallagher Motorsports. Remember, every time that number 24 truck for Gallagher Motorsports takes the field, it's a different driver. That's what Gallagher Motorsports is bringing to this sport. They are going to put young rookies, up-and-coming talent. They are going to give them a chance at making the big time and getting in the spotlight on national TV. Uh, we had, what, Grant Enfinger won a, won a race a couple, uh, what, two weeks ago? And last week, we had another uh, local native. So basically, they're trying to find a guy. I don't know who thought Massachusetts was native to Phoenix, but... But good for this Growler kid. Uh, we're going to see him in the future. And he gave a good run here and just incident that happened and collected. On lap 90, Kyle Busch Motorsports running. One, two, three. William Byron, Daniel Suarez, Christopher Bell, that rookie still hanging tough. 30 to go. Four of the f- top five are chase drivers. We saw the ninth caution. It's the last caution of the day that comes out with 10 to go. Why? Heartbreak City in the desert. William Byron blows the motor. In-car truck shows flashing gauges on that truck. The camera shows that that car is overheating. The gauge is flashing red. He calls into his to his team he's not bringing it to pit row he has to finish he needs to advance on points he's led 113 laps fastest truck out there new track record heartbreak ending for him with 22 starts in his truck series career he's got six wins 15 top 10 finishes he's going to end up finishing 27th he's not advancing the odds on favorite and cinderella story to win the truck series champion he's out with 10 laps to go That opens the door for the remaining truck drivers all fighting for that last couple of spots to advance. Well, restart goes, and Suarez in the Kyle Busch Motorsports truck takes off and puts that truck into victory lane. So now, after four times finishing second place in the trucks in 2016 and finishing 
or starting in 26th. He finishes first. That's his first career truck series win in the number 51 Kyle Busch Motorsports Toyota. And KBM has won five of the last truck series race. Suarez led 43 laps and remember started on the outside pole. Johnny Sauter, who automatically advances with the win the last two weeks, Starting in fourth, he finished third. Matt Crafton, who started in tenth, he's advancing. Cameron Haley, not in place contention, but had a great fourth place finish for him. Timothy Peters is going to advance with his fifth place finish. John Hunter Nemechek finishes in sixth. Look at this. Christopher Bell, the kid who's never raced at Phoenix, finishes in seventh. And he's going to Homestead with a chance to be the champion. We have four chasers now advancing, and they finished second, third, fifth, and seventh. That tells you how tough the competition is. Matt Tiff, the fellow who had brain surgery in July and is cleared to race back in the trucks in the Xfinity, he's been signed for the full-time Xfinity ride next year. He finishes in eighth. Ben Kennedy, who was eliminated two weeks ago, or uh, from there, finishes in ninth. And that's in the Gallagher Motorsports Chevrolet. He's got 10 top 10 finishes, but that's not good enough to advance. Cole Custer finishes in 10th, driving for Stuart Haas Motorsports. And no Fords are in the top 10. And your best Fords were teammates, were Brad Keselowski racing with with, uh, Tyler Reddick and Daniel Hemrick, finishing 12th and 13th, respectively. And our rookie, Austin Sendrick, in that Brad Keselowski, number two, finished in 15th. So your championship is going to be composed of, the championship four is going to be composed of four different teams, but only two different manufacturers. Johnny Sauter in the Chevrolet for Gallagher Motorsports advances. Matt Crafton in the 88 Toyota. He's the king in a one and a half mile tracks. Guess where we're going? A one and a half mile track. Two-time defending uh, race Our champion winner for him is Matt Crafton, so we are going to see him at Miami Homestead. The number four Toyota rookie, Kyle Busch Motorsports, Christopher Bell, taking that number four truck to Miami and getting in last place on the points, the number 17 Toyota Red Horse for Timothy Peters. So we are going to see the trucks under the lights, triple header, championship weekend, Friday night the 18th at Homestead, 8 p.m. start. clutch shift but we don't have to we're staying in third gear we're going over the xfinity race eight drivers are in we're cutting this down to four this is now saturday's race at phoenix kyle kyle bush i keep saying kyle bush motorsports at the trucks kyle bush is going to be the spoiler running in the elimination last elimination race for the xfinity guys really kyle you know the listeners know how i feel on this cup drivers need to get out of the way Let these guys battle for the championship uninterrupted, unimpeded by any of the cup drivers trying to gain reconnaissance and and information on how to run in Saturday's race to be utilized in their race on Sunday. Starting in the P2 position is Eric Jones. So the race is underway. Kyle Busch is leading at lap 50. Alex Bowman, who's now, again, running in the Xfinity race to collect information for his run after putting that car on the pole for Sunday's race. He blows a tire, and we get a little fire on his car, so he's done for the day. And guess what? Kyle Busch is leading. Brendan gone, loses a tire. He slams into the wall. His chase hopes are gone. He finished 35th. 
Newsflash, Kyle Busch is leading. With 52 to go, the number 11 Chevrolet of Blake Cook and the number 6 Roush Fenway Ford of Daryl Bubba Wallace Jr., they get together, and that knocks Bubba Wallace out of the race. Guess what? Kyle Busch is leading. And later, we're going to see Ryan Reed. He's, he gets collected, and he runs into some trouble. Meanwhile, Kyle Busch is leading. That sixth-place finish for Ryan Reed is not going to be enough. And here we are at the checkers. And wait, breaking news. This flash is in. It's by telegraph. It's by teletype. It's by carrier pigeon. Kyle Busch still leading. Kyle Busch puts that number 18 car into victory lane, and he led 190 out of 200 laps. 190 out of 200 as you've heard me say in the pot in the uh, broadcast before saturday used to be sponsored by bush beer it used to be known as the bush series xfinity came on as the sponsorship people now call it the xfinity race no it's not it's the bush series why because kyle bush shows up every time and dominates leads 190 laps of 200 10th win of the season in the Xfinity series for Kyle Busch in that Toyota, we saw six cautions 30 for 39 laps and 16 cars on the lead lap. And guess what? Every time on the lead lap, Kyle Busch. All right, finishing in second, another cup driver, Austin Dillon in the Chevrolet. Another cup driver in third, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Finishes third. He's boyfriends to Danica Patrick. And evidently, he decides he's going to spend time in the car rather than with her on Saturday. And he's also stinking up the field. These Xfinity drivers also looking to advance and get blocked by three cup drivers of Kyle, Austin, and Ricky Stenhouse. Your first chase contender and your first Xfinity driver, Justin Allgaier, leads two laps, brings it home in fourth. Daniel Suarez in the Toyota finishes in fifth. The Ford of Ryan Reed trying to advance after starting third finishes sixth. That is not enough for him. Your other cup driver, Brad Keselowski, finishes in ninth. And rookie driver Eric Jones starting second finishes 10th and only leads three laps so now that's going to set the stage for the drivers going into the final race but whoa we have a penalty leaving pit row or leaving the race on Sunday night Elliot Sadler has two lug nuts loose why is that a problem well you have to have all 20 tightened And now, because two of his lug nuts were loose, NASCAR had to examine that car. They had to make a determination on the deliberateness of loosening the lug nuts. Why would you leave lug nuts loose to have that tire wobble? Well, you're not doing that on purpose, but you're trying to get the cars off of pit row as fast as you can. And as a result, you can gain a couple of seconds. You might gain a spot. You're better off passing on pit row pit row than you are on the track did that give him an advantage nascar is looking into it they're holding where he finishes to whether or not he's going to advance and if nascar elects not to give sadler an advancement blake cook in that number 11 chevrolet would it then advance on points nascar comes out and says sadler is going to be credited with the finish he is going to be allowed to advance to Miami Homestead, but his crew chief is going to be suspended. Kevin Mender- Menderinger is out for one race, and Mike Baumgartner, race operations manager for Junior Motorsports, will be the crew chief this coming weekend in Miami Homestead, Florida. He's been in the industry for 22 years, and he spent the last 18 years with Hendrick Motorsports, so... 
Elliot Sadler, different crew chief on top of the pit box for this race, will not make a difference in my opinion. Tune in Saturday, the 19th at 3 p.m. for the Xfinity Championship to be crowned. So let's stay in an extended third gear and keep you up to date on where we are now. We're going to see... Junior Motorsports versus Joe Gibbs Racing for the Xfinity title. Elliot Sadler, Justin Allgaier driving Chevrolets for Junior Motorsports versus Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez driving Toyotas for Joe Gibbs Racing. Let's get you up to speed on each of these drivers. Sadler, this is his first year with Junior Motorsports. He's got the most top 10s for this season of any Xfinity driver. He won Talladega. He won Darlington. He won Kentucky. Those are big tracks. Uh, Kentucky is a 1-5, and that's a slick track, so he might have a little uh, use of information from there. Very flat corners in Kentucky, uh, rivaling a uh, Indianapolis or a New Hampshire uh, type uh, low banked angle. Can he use any of that information this weekend at Homestead? Perhaps. Meanwhile, his teammate Justin Allgaier also in the first year with Junior Motorsports he has no wins this season but he is consistently in the top 10 I saw some stats that 80% of the time Allgaier finishes in the top 10 remember you do not have to win the race to be crowned the champion you have to be the best place finisher of the four drivers that are in contention and you're going to have a number of other cars out there looking to spoil Who's going to look to spoil? Eric Jones. He won the Truck Series Championship 2015. He wants to put another trophy in the case by taking the Xfinity title and for Rookie of the Year. We're going to have to see if that can be done. He's got four wins this year in that Toyota, twice at Bristol. That's a .5 track. Iowa and Dover, the one-mile concrete. Will any of that information be utilized? Well, it looks like Jones can win on concrete tracks between Bristol and Dover, but that is not uh, a concrete track at Miami. It's asphalt. Daniel Suarez, our Mexican native, first time a Mexican-born driver has ever won in the Xfinity race. He won Michigan. That's a two-mile track. And Dover, the one-mile concrete. So... He has the most top fives this season of all Xfinity drivers, so we're going to look to break records not only for him to get his first win, but could he be the first Mexican native-born driver to win the Xfinity title? Meanwhile, over in the truck series, we have three Toyotas going against one Chevrolet. So Xfinity, two Chevys, two Toyotas in the trucks, three Toyotas, one Chevy. Here's how I'm characterizing them. We got a rookie, we got a long shot, we got a bridesmaid, and we got a veteran. Johnny Sauter is the bridesmaid driving the only Chevrolet in there at Homestead. No poles, one win, and two top fives. Remember way back in the day, back in 2003, he drove the number 43 Xfinity. He got three wins in the Xfinity series. He got his first career win in the trucks 2009. He's won Daytona in 2016, Martinsville and Texas, and five times he's finished in the top five. Never claimed the championship. Welcome to being a bridesmaid. Will he get the championship this win in that Chevrolet first year that he is driving for Gallagher Motorsports? We are over now at Red Horse Racing number 17 Toyota, Timothy Peters. He's your long shot. He was the runner-up in 2012. He only has five top fives in his career. Again, he pointed his way in. We'll see what he can do in the trucks on Friday night. 
you want to talk about long shots, well, I, I already used that title. So now I'm going to dub the long shot to the rookie, Christopher Bell, driving Kyle Busch Motorsports. Hey, if you can tap into Kyle Busch's database and his brain and utilize all the information, you want to keep your eye on Christopher Bell in that number four Toyota truck this Friday night. Do not count out the crafty veteran of Matt Crafton in the Toyota two-time championship in the truck series. He is the king of 1.5-mile tracks. Hey, newsflash, Kyle Busch is still leading the Xfinity race. And newsflash, we are going to a 1.5 mile track at homestead so crafton is your odds on favorite johnny sauter's got the hot hand the kid with nothing to lose and momentum is christopher bell so that is going to be a great race friday night homestead under the lights we already got you ready for the xfinity race on saturday so now let's get you ready for the home stretch in homestead Clutch shift fourth gear. We are at Miami Homestead, the 1.5 mile track. It's the last track of the season for the last 13 years. And I'm going to utilize this time to focus on the four championship contenders. Remember, 267 laps, 400 miles, best finish takes the title. It doesn't matter where you finish. These guys could finish 37th, 8th, 9th, and 40th. Whoever is the highest finisher of the four is going to take the title. The race winner has won the championship three times. Tony Stewart back in 2011, Kevin Harvick 14, and Kyle Busch in 2015. Watch out, though. The leader of the most laps fails to win the last five races at this track. We're going to keep an eye on Tony Stewart. It's his final race here, and it's his final race of his career. Unlike Jeff Gordon, who has come back at certain times to fill in for drivers, I will be very, very surprised if Tony Stewart ever sets foot back into a cup car. As you know, he loves running on dirt, and he has said publicly to the media multiple times that he drives in the cup series solely to earn the money to drive the cars on the dirt at the small tracks and to pay for that hobby and passion that he has on the dirt he's going to conclude his career with 49 wins unless he can chalk one up here at miami homestead he's got three championships to his name in the cup series remember he's won indy he's won other series but in the last three years at miami homestead he's finished 17th or worse but he's tied with the most number of wins at this track with three with Greg Biffle. So now we're going to look at who's also in trouble here. Jimmy Johnson, 0 for 13 at Miami. Joey Logano, no wins. Cousin Carl Edwards, he's got two wins in 12 starts, but he hasn't found victory lane since 2010 here at Homestead. Kyle won last year to win the race and the championship, but Kyle, or uh, Cousin Carl Edwards, tested at Miami two weeks ago remember certain teams are selected and allowed to test for Goodyear at certain tracks Martin Truex elected not to test cousin Carl Edwards did test they are going to run the same tire compound at Texas that they did at both Texas uh, races and at Chicago and let's recap and take a look at how this is going to play into this weekend because we're going this in detail on the tire compound all right Texas 1, Texas 2, and Chicago. Kyle Busch won Texas. 
He finished fifth at the second Texas race, and he finished eighth in Chicago. He likes these tire compounds, hasn't led a lot of laps, but knows how to finish in the top 10. Cousin Carl Edwards led 124 laps at Texas, finished in seventh, won Texas number two, and had no laps led, finished 15th in Chicago. So again, depends. He's either hot or cold with this tire compound. Jimmy Johnson, fourth at Texas, 11th at Texas, no laps led at Texas, but he led 118 laps at Chicago, finished outside the top 10. Joey Logano, well, here's your odds-on favorite with this tire compound. He finished third at Texas number one. He finished second at Texas number two and led 178 laps. He finished third at Chicago, only leading one lap. So for this weekend... The Cup guys are going to have five sets of this Goodyear Racing tire for qualifying and practice, 12 sets for the race. Xfinity guys get eight sets total. Truck Series get eight sets total. We are running codes 4684 on the left, 4686 on the right, 19 PSI on the left, 45 PSI on the right. All the series are running the same compound. It's the first time that this tire compound has been run at Homestead. There's a multi-zone tread technology, 10 inches of traction tread, 2 inches of endurance on the inside to take the heat and and the abuse. The inner liners are required to run 12 to 25 PSI greater than the tire, and that's right. We have to run inner liners because we are at a track greater than 1.5 miles. We're going to need aggression. We're going to see we're going to see all kinds of teammate rivalry right out of the gate because Kyle has said he's the defending champ. He's the defending race winner. He's been outspoken that he will move a teammate or move anyone to move up front to take the win here. Jimmy Johnson, this is the first time he is not playing defense. Normally, when he wins his championship, he is a points leader, and he is simply playing defense, defending the lead, can drop back in and get reports throughout the race as to where he needs to finish to kind of back his way into the win. This is the first time he needs to be aggressive, and we'll see how that trend changes, and can he step up when he is ready to step up. So right now, we are concerned with Jimmy Johnson being, quote, underappreciated as the Six championship total, five consecutive championships, 79 career wins, but never won at Homestead. This is one of four tracks he's never won on, but he's got the hot hand leading laps with 486 laps led in the last nine races versus 266 laps in the regular season. Twice he has finished second, and last year he finished ninth at Homestead. Meanwhile, you've got defending race series champion as we said Kyle Busch he's looking to go back-to-back titles and join Jimmy Johnson Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Jeff Gordon with winning back-to-back titles he's finished top 10 nine in the last 10 races no wins since the brickyard so is he hot or is he cold we can't tell Cousin Carl Edwards, two wins at Homestead, five top five, seven top tens, two poles outside the top ten the last four years at Homestead. Remember, but he won at Texas, and he got a second at Kansas, the other 1.5-mile track, so he's going to look to put that together. Second time in his championship contention, he's missed it as a runner-up two times, 2008 and 2011, when he tied with Tony Stewart, but lost the tiebreaker due to the number of wins. That was the year Stewart won five of the 10 chase races, and Carl Edwards only won one. So can he put this car back 
anywhere near the front to get his first championship ever. And the underrated guy, as the media is dubbing him, is Joey Logano. He's looking for gold in Victory Lane, but the wrong gold. Last week, he lost his wedding ring in Victory Lane, so he's looking for gold in Phoenix. He's looking to capitalize on gold in Homestead. And, uh, Joey, this is the second time he's lost his wedding ring in Victory Lane. So uh, I think he's getting an earful, and it's not from his crew chief or his spotter. So uh, uh, let's see if he can find the ring and put that steering wheel into Victory Lane. No wins at Homestead. One pole, one top five, and two top tens in the last three years. And last year, he led 72 laps. So he might be the sleeper. He might be the underrated guy with the hot hand moving forward. We will have to see. And lastly, the news that I've got for you now, this is not only going to be Tony Stewart's final race, it will be the final race as Sprint as a sponsor. The question is, who will take over sponsorship duties for the Cup Series next year? Samsung has a hat in the ring, as does Subway, Dunkin' Donuts, and PayPal. But who the odds-on favorite is? Monster Energy. Why? They are in the motocross series. They do a lot with motorsports, and most importantly, One, they're in the series now with Kurt Busch in the 41, but they are co-owned by Coca-Cola. So let's watch the top four drivers look to finish in the top 10. Expect aggression. Expect track position to not be as important as the smaller tracks. It's the triple header weekend. Friday for the trucks champion. Xfinity Saturday champion. And we will crown a champion Sunday. Until next time, keep it in gear. Hold your line. I'll meet you in victory lane. For ESPN New Hampshire Radio, I'm Bob Bardis. This is your NASCAR Report.